Another edition of the Behind the You podcast. You know the face. We're joined by Xavier Restrepo. X, how you doing, bud? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Yesterday you held your camp. How was it? It was great. The turnout was great. Um, had a lot of kids out there. Um, you know, a lot of guys from Miami coming out there helping with the camp. And for it being a first camp, it, it, it was good. It was good. You did it at your, well, a couple of high schools in your past, but kind of the, the home school at Monarch. How special was it to do it there? Right now, for sure. I've seen a bunch of families that I've seen, you know, for the last eight years over there. So it was just a great feeling giving back to their kids and because I was once in their position. So it's always good to give back. So is that why you did it? Yeah, no, for sure. That's exactly why I did it. You're always good in these settings. I've seen you. You've been at my son's park. You know, the the whole team is always really good with this stuff. Where does all that come from? I mean, it's it's from you and, and most of you guys, too. It's pretty pure and genuine. Where does that come from? Right now, for sure. I mean, whenever I was a kid, I would always dream about going to, you know, professional camps and collegiate camps and stuff like that, hanging with uh, neighborhood heroes and the sort. So, I mean, just to be able to give back to the community just means the, the utmost, like it just means the utmost to me. You know what I'm saying? And again, they don't know, but I know that that gives me more, more motivation than it gives them. You know what I'm saying? That's why I keep on doing this. So who'd you look up to when you were growing up? Little X, who'd he look up to? Man, I looked up to, you know, like a lot of people, but obviously like if we're talking football players, I've watched like C Smith and um, Julian Edelman, those guys. And Honey Badger, Sean Taylor. Um, Sean Taylor's not really undersized, but the other guys just undersized, like just straight up dogs, you know, that control the game, play like they're six five, you know. Um did you ever get to meet did you ever get to meet anyone that you had looked up to or a, a dolphin or a cane when you were growing up? When I was growing up, no, but like as I've gotten into high school, yeah, like guys like Braxton Barrios, I uh, I I got a chance to meet him. Um, I mean, I could, the list goes on, you know what I'm saying? But anyone that you could, that you can just pick up the phone and call and like have as a mentor now. Oh yeah. I mean, guys from, you know, my hometown, like Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, those guys, um, those guys are always, you know, a text or call away. Um, Greg Russo, the list goes on, you know what I'm saying? We're in Broward County. So, yeah. What kind of year do you think Ridley's going to have, dude? He's going to tear it up. Man, I think like Ridley's like. <laughs> the best if not the best receiver in the NFL like I mean I've seen him and he just moves differently were you at Monarch with them or no no so he graduated in 16 my first year was no he graduated in 15 or 14 one of those years and I enrolled into Monarch in 2016 but did you know those guys like did you know those guys from the neighborhood from the area or only when you started playing yeah so we used to live in san andrews like three minutes away from monarch three minutes away from um lions creek san pines park where we used to all just play um and we used to actually play at a park inside san andrews a whole bunch of my friends and stuff like that we'd play tackle football with no pads on (laughs) (laughs) did you play anything else growing up Yes, I played baseball when I was younger. I played basketball, track. I never played soccer, but I played, like, all different sports, all that. And, um, I mean, I just stuck with football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like that was the best for me. You know, now we got golf going, right? 
Yes, yes. When did you pick up the clubs? Um, I'll say like right after COVID, um, TVD like got me into this whole entire like addicted to golf thing, and I mean, just like I said, it's addicting. How's your game? It's good. I'm I'm like a 10, 11 handicap. I That's mean, pretty not, good, dude, for just picking up the the clubs. No, yeah, I never practice. I just every time I practice, I, I play. You know what I'm saying? So. That's the only time I, I uh, you know, have any sort of practice or whatever. I got gotcha. you. And what's the strength of your game? Um, I'll probably say probably short game. I'm really good short game. Now um, on the green or around the green? Like, can we chip and putt? Like, how are we doing? Yeah, well, anything inside, like, like 30 yards, um, I'm pretty good. And then, I mean, when my driver's on – I'm really uh, – that part of my game is probably the strongest, but my driver is, I don't know, weird right now. <laughs> I heard TVD's pretty good. Yeah, he's probably like a two handicap. What? No, no, he's sick. He's insane. And is he bombing off the tee or what? Yeah, he plays from the tips, and he hits like 320 every damn time right down the middle of the fairway. God, it's annoying. It is annoying. Yeah. Ever, now let me ask whether you're with him or not with him when you're because I played well I, I had played golf I don't play it anymore because I could never get it to the point where I enjoyed it so you ever snap the clubs like golf can mess with your head <laughs> no no I don't ever snap the clubs but like I'll throw a club here and there um, <laughs> th th throw a ball in the water or something like that I'll never snap because and things are expensive <laughs> they, they are how many balls we go through in a round when a good round zero um, oh, well, one, obviously. Right, obviously. But um, if I'm having a rough day, I mean, it's literally off the tee. That's the only time I lose ball. Probably lose, like, three or four balls if I'm having a rough day. So if we're playing one of these, like, you know, celebrity matches, you know, that we got with, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey and that group, or we're doing some kind of skins game, obviously TVD seems like he's in it. Who else on the team can hit it pretty nice? He'll be back in the fall, but Fred Potter, the punter, He's really nice at golf. Yeah, him, I would probably say, I mean, that's it. We we have, like, a couple, like, decent golfers, but, like, that's good, like Tyler and Fred. I got you. But I'm not going to lie. If me and Tyler played in the match, we would win. Like, yeah. we, haven't lost, we haven't lost a 2v2 yet. Who would not get picked? Uh, Jaden George or Ryan Rigoni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud, let's get into some more serious stuff. I mean, I, I think everyone that knows you, either personally, been around you, seen you play, you've got an absolute passion for playing this sport. Where does that come from? Where's that love that you seem to bring every single day? Where's, where's that from? Man, uh, a numerous amount of things, but I mean, just some things off the top of my head. I mean, just growing up, seeing, I mean, I didn't live like terrible like I had a well when I got like a little bit like around like two I've like had a roof over my head but it was still like all bundled up and stuff like that so going through it with my parents going with uh through the entire process with my parents um because my mom had me when she was 15 so at, at such a young age trying to handle you know a baby and stuff it's pretty tough so um, I mean my motivation just comes from that and I mean, I have guardian angels, you know, my best friend Bryce that uh, committed suicide. And then like, I have like six other like really, really close people to me that um, that had passed away. 
So, I mean, my guardian angels and then obviously, like, my mom, my dad, my family, that's, like, my like my passion, my, you know, my why. The way you play, is that a function of them? I mean, the way I play is just going hard every single snap because of that. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. And what, you have a, a younger brother? Yeah, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. My brother's 10 and my sister's 3. I know you're pretty involved with your, your brother because I've seen you at the parks coaching him. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's, that's my little guy. <laughs> I talk about people to look up to. I'm sure they look up to you. Oh, no, for sure. Um, my brother literally copies everything I do, so I got to, you know, in front of my face, he'll act like whatever, but I see him, like, in the distance, and he literally copies everything I do. So, I mean, I, back to what I was saying before, like, He's my motivation. You know what I'm saying? So just love the kid to death. How about the 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 fashion and the haircut? Is he working the same same style, <laughs> yeah, not, same now, style as you? Yeah, he went to go get a haircut like two days ago. And now he has like lines in his head and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, here he goes. <laughs> uh how often do you talk to him? I talk to him every single day. That's your guy. Whether that's face oh, I mean, I'll go to I'll die for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. I, I either call him on FaceTime or I'll see him in person at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You mentioned Bryce, who had gone to Deerfield. I know he was close with you. He was close with Jalen Knighton. Uh, I know mm-hmm. how tragic that story was of anyone who's been either around this. Well, whether he played football, who cares, right? He's your friend. But, like, if you're in this sports community down here, how that impacted all you guys. Do you remember hearing the news? It was after, like, one of our training sessions. And we had a group chat, like it was like six of us, um, and whatever. It was like eleven, eleven, like eleven forty at night, and um, we were texting in the group chat or whatever. And I was about to go to sleep. I was dead tired, and everybody was like, "Where's Bryce? Where's Bryce? Where's Bryce?" Whatever, like, do you like did Bryce call you or whatever? Whatever. I went to sleep that night. I had a missed call from Bryce and like two o'clock in the morning, um, three o'clock in the morning. And then um, the next day, like, it was just still like, did you hear from Bryce, did you hear from Bryce? And then I was going to my training session up in Coconut Creek at like 11 o'clock. And like one of the kids in the chat said like, Bryce got hit by a train. And like, I thought he was joking. Like, I thought like, um, like we didn't think of nothing of it. You know what I'm saying? Like. We thought um, it was a joke or whatever. And then um, we saw the news or whatever. And, I mean, I broke down crying like a baby. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Now, when you say training, are we, you're in high school or you're in college at this time? I was going into my freshman year of college. So it was still, you know, like, we I graduated. I finished high school. But it was the time from high school to our first day at UM. It was between that time. How does that story 
resonate with you on a daily basis, knowing maybe how you approach life now, or maybe just how you approach your relationships now, right? Because for someone like you very personally, you just don't know. Right, right. Um, I mean, I take advantage um, of every single relationship that every, you know, experience I, I come with or whatever, um, I just take every single moment as a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know when your last moment is going to be like, I coach a little seven on seven team and one of my players, their dad just died, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like so many people that like I'm close with, you know what I'm saying? That I interact with, um, go. And I mean, it's just like, you just got to take every single moment for granted and you know what I'm saying? Just, show everybody love and show your love with everybody. X, you, I think you said it earlier. It Was it your dream? You either said it here in this podcast or you said it, you know, you've said it before. Was it your dream to play at Miami? Oh, yeah, ever since a little kid. I mean, I love all South Florida teams, you know. It was like Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Marlins, all of them. Like, I love all South Florida teams. Um, and I mean, obviously me playing football and this being the, the next major, you know what I'm saying? Step into my success. Um, I mean, Miami was just my heart the entire way growing up all the way from four years old to, you know, 18. So when they offered, was it a no brain? I don't think, obviously you probably didn't commit, but when, whenever they offered, what you, when they, when they, when they finally offered you were, what was going through your mind or your heart? Whenever like, that was. Wow, like, I, like, wow, I actually get a chance to, you know, go to, like, my dream college, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear all the hype about, um, like, obviously going Division One, and, you know what I'm saying? But once, like, it hit me in high school, I'm like, dude, like, I actually get to, like, go to the University of Miami, and it was just awesome. When did you commit? I committed... March of my senior year, so spring, March, late, or senior spring, yeah. That don't happen now. <laughs> no, right, 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 right. So, um, was it like a tough decision? If it was a dream come true, was that a tough choice, or was it just kind of how the process unfolded? I mean, it wasn't a tough choice because I knew where my heart was. I just had to make sure that it was the right choice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to just you know, go with my heart and just forget about everything else. Obviously, I had to weigh a whole bunch of other factors in. Um, and, yeah. When did you know you were a D1 caliber kid? I mean, just playing freshman varsity against, you know, guys like Jerry Judy and um, Leroy Henley and just some of South Florida's greats, just playing against all of them. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I could do this thing. <laughs> And then my sophomore year I had a really big year, and I was like, this is what I want, and I feel like I could get it. So when you stepped on the field back then with guys like Jerry Judy, did you think, like, your mindset? Because I think talking to enough people doing this podcast, being around the Sport X, there's two things. Right? Well, it's probably three things, right? Your work ethic is one. Just your natural talent is another. But then your confidence, right? I mean, you got to believe it to to perform at that point did you believe it 
like, did you think you could do it or were you, did you have to sort of prove it to yourself talking about the guys you were just talking about who, you know, one of them is a first round picking in the NFL. Oh yeah. Um, I'll probably say going into my freshman year in high school, that's kind of been my mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad always said the same, like when you step on the field, like step on the field, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to bring it, make sure it's all in. Don't hesitate because that's when you get hurt and stuff like that. Um, every single time I step on the field, I feel like I can't lose. You know what I'm saying? And but have you, you always tell felt me that? that I, have you always felt I, that? I've, I've always felt that. I've always felt that. I, I literally zero doubt in my entire life when I step on the football field. It's been like my only like safe place and my comfortable place. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been bad at football? I mean, I don't want to say no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. Like, yeah, like, like ever since I was a small kid, I would score like two, three touchdowns a game and stuff like that. So you, in your heart, every time you step on the field, you're the guy. A hundred percent. And to this day. To this day. Uh, you remember the first time walking on the green tree as a cane? I do. I do. It was a night practice. My freshman year of spring, I remember in. I was going so dang hard in the warm up in the first couple of periods. I was tired about period five. I was I was dead tired. And I had to figure a way out to last entire practice. So you enrolled early? Oh, that's right. That's why you left St. Thomas, right? Yeah, that's why I left St. Thomas to go to Deerfield to enroll early in the college. So the first time you step onto the field at the University of Miami, as a kid who should still be in high school, Xavier Restrepo still has no doubt he belongs. No doubt at all. And we made it through that first practice, though. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> made it through and then uh, kind of asked the older guys. I was like, man, <laughs> what's going on? And they kind of, like, led me the way and told me, you know what I'm saying? Who was that in 20? Who would have been there? That wasn't K – no, KJ was gone already, right? KJ just left. Um, it was Mike and then, like, Mark Pope, D. Wiggins, those guys. I gotcha. Did you know Harley before you got to school? I've known him because of premier athletes and uh, St. Thomas and stuff like that. You're a premier um, athlete? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since, like, 2010. One day better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Always. Yeah, Sly, Sly, well, I don't talk to him very much anymore, but I used to be around his camps back in the day. Right. Um, you mentioned before about being from Broward. Or and you know just South Florida, the guys you played against. Um, how much better is it here? I mean, we have the best football in the entire you know country. South Florida, there's no there's there's no better athletes in the world. What's it? Oh, not so, the world. Yeah, I got you. So what's it like if you like? I know like if you go to the, you played for the Fire, right? Yeah, four to five. So when you step out, when you go to a tryout, there's how many kids there? <laughs> I float a fire truck when I used to go, it'd probably be like 300. So you got to be ready. You got to be ready to, like your dad said, you got to be ready to step on the field. Oh yeah. hundred percent. If you don't get, if you don't, you know, if you're not prepared for that, you're going to get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Join us at Gulfstream park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the carousel club or feast in 10 palms. 
Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. Have you ever been embarrassed on the football field? Um, I mean, when I, when I was in seventh grade, um, I remember this. <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, it was like a Florida versus Georgia game or whatever. We went up to Georgia. Um, it was in practice, and um, we had, like, one of the best running backs in the whole entire country, like a grown man at, like, 12 years old, 11 years old. We were doing, like, little Oklahoma drills, and I met him in the hall, and I kind of just waited for him, and he, like, he ran me over. Um, still made the tackle, but, like, he gave it to me, and I was like, I need a redo. And then, obviously, the next rep, I flew in at full speed. Um like my whole, the whole time that's happened, my dad's telling me that's why you're not, that's why you don't be scary on the field, um, or whatever. But that I'd probably say that was probably one of the most embarrassing. X, I got a question for you. This happens all the time in football. Guys like you or Braxton Berrios, and you know, you sort of know where this is going, but I don't mean to to frame it this way per se. Which is right when it comes to recruiting in football, he's a five star. He's got crazy talent. He's elite. He's this. And then when you hear Xavier Restrepo. Not that you're not talented. Clearly, you're talented. But those usually aren't the first words that come out of somebody's mouth. Oh, he's a hard worker. He grinds. Does that bother right. you or does it inspire you or you don't give to you know what? I mean, I don't really care what people think about me, first of all. It is a little, you know, like I'll probably say like annoying or aggravating that wherever I'm at, I'm going to be the hardest worker and nobody's going to outwork me. But it is kind of aggravating when people say like, that's the first thing that comes up because, you know, like if someone lines up in front of me, I'm going to destroy them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and for someone to, you know, just say that, you know, I'm just a hard worker and that's it. I mean, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't. So does that part, like before your passion, your love, is that part of the fuel too? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, again, those undersized guys like Tyron Matthew, Julian Adam, Misty Smith. I mean, obviously – you know, that's why you see guys like that have so much passion for the game. They're trying not to give reasons, more reasons on why they shouldn't be the guy. You know what I'm saying? I got you. But now let's let's dive into that work, right? Because I don't care. Without it, you're nothing, in my opinion. I don't care. And I don't even care what you do in this world. Play football or anything else. If you don't work hard, you ain't going anywhere. Um, 100%. So share some of the things of, of how hard you work or or where you put the work in and invest in yourself that someone would walk away and be like, holy crap, that dude busts his tail every single day. And I'm not talking about on the practice field. I'm talking about away from the practice field, what you do and how you invest in yourself and invest in the game. I mean, at training sessions, even, um, you know, I train with uh, obviously Coach Sly and I train with uh, Tevin Allen Jr., and then Tyree Allen, the Gophie brothers. And I mean, every time, again, every time I lace up or whatever I do, I do it 100%. So, I mean, you could ask anybody that I train with or anybody that even watched me train, you know, parents even say some things sometimes. I mean, I just go hard, man, point blank of it. Like when I step on the field, again, like my dad said, I step on the field. What about just your, the technician of playing the position? I really focus on that. And then, well, now I have coach Kevin Beard and he's a real big technician guy. So 
I mean, that's just been my whole main thing my whole life, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, like the people say, I am not the fastest, I'm not the biggest, but, you know what I'm saying, you don't have to have that to be the best football player. You just have to win. Yeah. Who taught you that? Who taught you that that part of the game matters? Because most people just think run fast, jump high, right? I have a 13-year-old son who plays receiver, and I always tell him, man, if you can learn how to run routes, be deceptive, set guys up, like, whatever. If you're a tick or two slow or if it doesn't matter, like, someone's got to try and cover you. So it's right. all about how you run your routes. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I mean, growing up, obviously, Coach Sly was the, you know, the guy. I trained with Coach Rump even when I was super young. Coach Rump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Mike Rump, his son, I used to play football with him and stuff like that. And we used to have, like, a big group of kids or whatever, and we used to just go train with him um, shortly after he retired. And, um, I mean, Coach Blunt, he's moved up to, like, uh, I think Georgia or Clemson now or something like that. Um, but then, obviously, Coach Sly and Gophy brothers, they've, you know, taught me that. I would say the biggest reason why I'm, like, I call it football IQ. Um, video games bro <laughs> like what? i played I, I played madden like my entire life growing up and i mean i literally played up like when i'm not outside i literally jumped on madden and i mean i'm one of the best madden players you'll ever meet in your life by the way um wait a second we need, anyway. to, we, that, we need to turn it we need to have an know what we need to do you've seen they've had these twitch and these madden tournaments we need to instead of a well we can mm -hmm. do a camp too we need to have a, a restrepo madden tournament dude Seriously, 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 that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. And you can just, um, I'll be the, yeah, I'll I be mean, the consultant. I'll be the consultant on that, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, but I mean, man, just going through all the coverages and route concepts, like I just love the, again. I love the game. So you're telling me right now, as I'm doing this, my 13 year old and 11 year old, I think they're playing 2K, but I shouldn't. Me and my wife are all like, man, you're on the screen too much. You're on the screen, come out, do it, go out and do some work. You're telling me they should go out and work. But if they really want to play, Madden will actually help them. Oh, for sure. I mean, my parents used to never let me really, like, play the game unless, like, they're just like, oh, play Madden. But they're like, I caught on that every time I play Call of Duty or something like that, they're, like, kind of, like, yell at me about playing the game too much. But then every time I jumped on Madden, they wouldn't say a thing. <laughs> so I was like, let me do that. So, so I'm just like, let me just stick with this game. And um, but it legit yeah, help, legit, legit, legit. No, seriously, you could ask my dad. Like, I learned a lot of things from Madden. Like, I learned probably like, no, probably like 65 percent of my knowledge of football is from like Madden. Like, I've know all the coverages, every type of you know, even D line stuff, like O line stuff. Like, I learned everything from. Not everything, but a lot of things from matter. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you. What's the key to being a good receiver? Now that we've gone through all this, if you said, if you were talking to my son and said his name's Drew, 
Drew, the key to being a good receiver is blank. X would say what? The key to being a good receiver is having a great mindset, honestly. When they say like 80% mental, 90% mental, it's it's really that. Just stepping on the field and doubting yourself just does so much to your game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just doubt yourself, you already lost the battle by like 40, 50%. And then now you have to um, rely on your athletic ability, which is, you know, some people don't have the best athletic ability. So you subtract that percent and it's like, damn, I'm already down to 20% chance of me beating this kid and by then you already lost then you need a perfect throw and all the other sorts of stuff you know what i'm saying so i mean lining up at the line just no matter who you put in front of me i'm gonna like try to embarrass someone else's child you know what i'm saying no okay and it but it not that i guess i'm trying to pull this out of you but that's a good answer but now if that's your mindset with being a technician like, you know what you're going to do to that guy in terms of destroying him, but then technically how you're going to do it. So if you have both, that's a deadly weapon. Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. I mean, I've talked because I've trained with this guy named Coach Bo, and he used to train Antonio Brown for his first couple of years in the NFL. Um, and... I talked to AB on the phone before, and he's like, bro, like, for the first, like, two, three drives, I'm setting guys up, even on blocking plays, seeing how they would react to different cuts and different stems and stuff like that. I watched his game, and I'm like, okay, let me try it. And I tried it, and I'm like, man, like, by the second, third quarter, I have a move for every single, you know what I'm saying, for every single defense or tactic that he has. And I mean, I just kind of set guys up like that. I bet you Cam, James, and your DB room, they love you and they hate when they're you're the guy up for their rep during one-on-ones. I'm not, I'm not for sure. I mean, we always go um, back and forth like that when we're in the meeting rooms and stuff like that. Like, we're all one big family or whatever, but they get, you know, a little frustrated. <laughs> Anybody you uh... – no. We won't go there. <laughs> I say anyone you like lining up against, but we don't. We don't want to call anybody out. We don't need to call anybody out. Yeah, no. Who do you have fun I mean, talking to the most? How about that? Who do you have fun talking to the most? Who gives um, it? Who takes it and gives it out there in the DB room that you have fun with? A guy that guards me personally a lot is to Corey Couch, and me and him just go at it, man. Like we like talk crap to each other and just compete with each other, and I mean. We just have a lot of fun, you know what I'm saying? And um, we talk crap a lot, a lot, a lot, like every rep, a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. So I guess when you win, it's it's sweet. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, Coach Dawson, uh, he was on, he did, uh, a guy from uh, 247 Sports came down, did some stuff with Coach Cristobal, Coach Dawson, whatever. Coach Dawson said something that was interesting. Um, they were watching film. And he said something along the lines of his whole goal is for Tyler, he was taught, or it's quarterback in this case would be Tyler, right? Is, is clarity in the decision, like just being very clear in, in how he teaches so that Tyler is as clear as he is, right? Like just making his quarterback feel comfortable and clear, no doubt, no second guessing. Right. Um, that's right. the, his biggest goal, right? Is just that 
that singular focus and that it all makes sense. And I was just curious how that trickles over to you guys in the wide receiver room inside of his offense, what he does and how he does it so that you are thinking the same way. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's all about communication. Um, as long as we communicate and we're all on the same page, you know, we're clicking. Every single step we're clicking. But what does he do for you guys, for your room, inside of this offense that makes it clear? Tyler or Coach Dawson? Coach Dawson. For, so Coach Dawson wants it to be clear for Tyler, right? So he's just making decisions and ripping it. But how does the offense also make it clear for you as the wide receivers? I mean, Coach Dawson gets with the position coaches. And, I mean, Coach Kevin Beard does a really, really, really good job of explaining every minute detail of every single route and every single, you know, block and everything. You know what I'm saying? So um, we have, again, a really good receiver coach that knows how to, you know, get tests and get the best out of us. Last couple of things, actually. We mentioned before you played golf with TVD. You guys were roommates your freshman year? Yeah, right. freshman and sophomore. Freshman and sophomore. So, like, what do you think when you first met him, this this kid from New England? We kind of, like, met each other already um, through, like, Paradise Camp and it was, like, Instagram and stuff like that. It was, like, a replica of me, you know what I'm saying? Like, a bigger me. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we clicked right off the bat. Um, he liked playing, you know, video games just like me. Um, we used to just chill all the time, and then he was super competitive, which, like, I really liked because, I mean, we'll be walking back to our dorm and we'll pick up rocks and be like, yo, I bet you, like, who can hit the most stop signs or whatever from far away. Or whatever. Like, it was, like, literally stupid games like that that we were just so competitive at. Um, and I think that's why, you know, like, he, like, eventually turned into, like, my best friend because I've seen that he can't lose, you know what I'm saying? Even if he does lose, that's not the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always more. I gotcha. Did, was it hard watching him last year? I know you were out too, but was yeah. that hard seeing what he went through? Because, I mean, I saw him too, and he put it all – I told him, like, he doesn't have to answer to anybody anymore after what he put himself through last year. But was that hard to see as his, as his friend, teammate, roommate, offensive, you know, same guy? You know what I mean? Like, how hard was that? Man, it was, it was hard. It was very hard. Last year was pretty tough, man. Um, I mean, after that Middle Tennessee game, um, me and him just talked for like, like a good like hour, hour and a half, and honestly, we were just like letting everything out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say exactly what we we're doing, but we just like let everything out, um, like emotionally, and just sat there, talked, and. You know what I'm saying? Just that night yeah, after yeah. the game. Yeah, that that night, that night. Yeah, but it's different. I feel I talk. You know, talk to some people on the team. And they say that it's different this year. Man, you don't understand the culture and like the the mood we got going on around. You know, around the team right now. It's I, I honestly just can't wait to hop in the rock again. And why do you think that is? Man, if I was going to give you an answer, I would be lying to you. I really don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, obviously, like, the coaches, Coach Cristobal is, like, inputting us into the right mindset of having a great culture. But it's like, we're taking account now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the players are. And 
I mean, man, again, it's gonna gonna be special. You fired up? Oh, I'm super psyched. I'm psyched. Man. All right, I did. I did by the way, I, I would say Matt Lee might be a part of that. I man, I did Matt like an Lee hour was, with him. He was a. Dog. I was like, I was like, dude, I love this kid. Matt Lee is a dog, and he's such a likable person too. Bro. Yeah, you you like his taste in movies? He he likes old school movies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He has an interesting taste in everything, man. Like, <laughs> he, he's funny, man. He's funny. He's cool. That's my guy. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT+. Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. All right, last thing, and I promise we're out. I did this with him. It was pretty fun. So we'll do this, and I'm going to get you out of here, X, because you got to get up for practice. So I'm going to go through the receiver room, say their name, a couple words for each, whatever comes to your mind, as a player, as a person, on the field, off the field, and then we're going to put a wrap on it, all right? Mm -hmm. Colby. <laughs> Colby, young man. The fact that this is first is hilarious. Um, man, he's a, he's a big kid, man. He's funny. I mean – humongous man he's a giant arms long as hell legs long as hell he's a giant um just goofy man just goofy so i'm, I'm gonna add one small follow-up do you have any idea in the world how that guy did not get recruited i mean man, i know he went to I juco don't. but like seriously that's absurd i mean he showed me a card or whatever from the nike whatever um going into his 12th grade year and he ran like a four nine seven, and we were just laughing about that the other day. I'm like, man, like, what the heck were you doing? Uh, <laughs> all right, J Jacoby, right, no, Jacoby just, George. That's just um, Jacoby. That's my guy. Again, another funny. We have a really funny receiver room. Like, I mean, I go the whole day, I die laughing the entire day. Um, Jacoby, I'd probably say routes, hands, um. And just a competitor. Someone that's catching some buzz is Isaiah Horton. And Zay. Uh, probably the goofiest one on the team, man. Like, man trips all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a lot of talent. I can't wait until he, you know, gets some game time reps. Because as soon as that happens, you know, he'll, like, mature as a football player. And, man, Scott, I'm telling you now. The sky's the limit for Isaiah Horton. Like, he's he's special, bro. He's special. He's really special. Brashard. Brashard, that's my guy. Um, fast. Another hilarious one. Just a competitor. He's just hungry. Frank Ladson. Before we get to some of the new faces. Frank, that's my guy, bro. Another hilarious, hilarious one. That's like. My dancing par partner, <laughs> like we always, you know, hit our little moves on the field and stuff together. And then again, another competitor. Mike Redding. Mike Redding, that's my guy. Same class. We stuck it out. We're, st we're the only ones. We're the only ones left in our class um, at the receiver core. Technician, smart, leader. Leader. All right, let's go to some of the new guys. Tyler Harrell. Fast. 
is crap. <laughs> Would you take That's his speed? It. Would you take his speed? Uh, I'll take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, tell um, him all the time, bro. Yeah, I'm working hard, bro. Yeah. I'm working hard. Let's go. Don't waste yeah. it. Yeah, right. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'll say fast as crap. Another funny guy from, you know, down south. God, I'd hate to be KB, dude. He's got to he's gotta strap the reins down on you in the room. Well, I mean, we we all we all respect coach, you know what I'm saying? So when we get in the receiver room, we're all like, you know, locked in and, you know, focused. But I mean, man, the second he says that we're good to go, <laughs> it's hilarious all the way, all the way until we get on the field. Uh what about Ray Ray? He's another fast one, man. Fast one, hard worker and a competitor. And is it Bobby or Robbie? I still don't know. Which one's in your room? Robbie. 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 Robbie with an R. Top three funniest kids on our team. Hands down, like, you ask anybody on the team, Robbie is in top three, 100%. Um, again, another competitor and route runner. All right. This is the last thing. Tyler agreed to come on this podcast, too. Is there anything I can hit him with right out the gate that would embarrass him? Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um... He makes funny, uh, like funny animal noises, like dudes weird like that. Um, and also, ask him, ask him how to feel to fall when it was pouring raining right by someone's house. <laughs> okay, I'll start with that. <laughs> yeah. Say, right. X said from our freshman year, um, how would it feel, or how how did it feel? to fall in the pouring rain next to someone's house. I got you. I got you. All right, buddy. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Um, I know you got to get up and, and uh, hit the field tomorrow. So I know when you step on it, it's going to be real. Okay. We're gonna get, I'm, I'm serious, bro. We're going to talk. We're going to do this Madden tournament. We're going to do something with Madden. I think it could be a blast. I think no, it'd be a sure hit. Have, no, for sure we will. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you for the opportunity. Good night. You got it. See you, bud. All right, bro. Thank you.